in Jesus' name, amen. Brother Josh, you come. Amen. Well, it's good to see everybody tonight. And um, before we start, I just want to thank everybody that were praying for Kids of Palooza. Um, it went really well this year. Second year, we learned from last year, and um, this year we had a lot more workers. And I want to thank each and every one that helped out, that brought food, that ran buses, that helped play, do games and stuff like that. It was a huge blessing. And the last night, last week, we had 48 kids. Uh, We had an average of around 45 kids each night. And um, just to be able to work with the kids, it just was amazing. And um, just want to thank you all for your prayers. And um, if you want to turn to your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, we're going to start in verse 16, we're going to read down to verse 34, and then we're going to have a word of prayer, but Acts chapter 16, verse number 16, it reads, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and tried, and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of the Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid their many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them in the inner prisons and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. The prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. The keeper of the prison awakened awakened out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm. For we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And, then, and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed his stripes and was baptized and he in all his straight way. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, as we come before this evening, Father, Lord, as we go over what you've given me, Lord, to say tonight, Lord, how you've spoken to me this week through these passages, Lord, 
Father, I pray, Lord, you speak to those here. Father, keep me under thy wing, Lord. Help me to have a humble heart, Lord. Give me the words and the boldness to speak. Father, that we might learn. Lord, I thank you for these, the word of God that you've given us. That, it, that through it you speak to us. Father, I pray, Lord, you be with us this evening as we have this, Lord, services and singing afterwards, Lord. I pray, Lord, you just bless, Lord. Thank you for each one here. Jesus, my pray. Amen. Here tonight, I want to preach on title, if you want to say, Singing in the Shadows. Singing in the Shadows. We all have some shadowy moments in our life. We've all had some dark times. We've all been in those valleys. We all like to be on those mountains, but not all the time are we there. We all have these, have these times that it's dark and we don't know what to do. We can't see. Here tonight, I want to talk about singing in the shadows. Verse 16 through 19. I have some points here. In 16 through 19, we see here, first of all, we see Paul and Silas. We see them, they've been traveling, they've been, they've been, they've been, they've been traveling a long while. They've seen a lot of blessings. They, when they're traveling, they start some churches. And it, it says in, um, in verse 5, and, and so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. That's an encouragement. They're traveling. They're, 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 they're sharing the Gospel. They're sharing the, the Word of Christ. And, and they see churches starting. And they see how that daily men or people are being added unto these churches. What a blessing. What a blessing. And they're traveling through the country and they come this area and says in verse 16 verse 16 through 19 we see an unwanted miracle an unwanted miracle verse 16 and it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying the same followed Paul and us and cried saying these men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, come, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. She came out the same hour. When her masters saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they, wanted, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. See here an unwanted miracle. They come and as they, as they go to pray, and there's this woman possessed of a spirit. First of all, I want to say, Dealing with the playing with the devil or in his in his things, you think of Uj, 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 however you say it, Ouija board, all these things, even even these these teddies that are out nowadays, where it's like a triangle face with these with these things. You know some of these things. There's these games that, that were out where it was telling little kids to do certain things, to, to cut themselves, to stick themselves in 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 a in a in a stove and turn it on. Playing with the devil is not, a, is not a good thing to do. Right. Playing with things of the devil is not a wise thing to do. It will get you in places that you never want to be. Thankfully, as Christians, we cannot be possessed of the devil, but we can be oppressed. We can feel. I've already told the story of when on Bri and I's honeymoon. The spiritual warfare we felt just being in that place. 
and how, how we felt the, the Satan working in that area. We found out later that there was witches' covens there. There was all these things. We found out later all these things. It's, it's nothing. It's not good to play with the things of the devil. Amen. And here this woman was possessed by a spear of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Here this lady was possessed of this, of this, of this demon, of the spirit. And she was, she, by her master, she was used as like a fortune teller. Sally, if you drive along 28, if you pass Frisch's, if your pass coming this way and you pass Frisch's and you look on the right, there's one sitting right there. First time it came up, it grieved my heart seeing that there. Just wondering how many people go there. Now, every time I make it a habit, every, I pass by there every day at least once on my way to work, and I pass by all the time. I make it a point to pray every time I pass that place. Asking the Lord to do something mightily. To don't, give, don't allow people to go in there and be lied to. And, but this woman was possessed by a spirit, and, and she was used as a fortune teller, and her masters used her as a gain of money. Thankfully, the only God knows the future. Only God knows the past. He's in the past and the present and the future. Satan and his demons don't know the future. They don't know what's... The only future they know is that someday they're going to go to a devil's hell. They're going to go to a place prepared for them. Here, this woman was used as a, as a fortune teller, as a soothsayer for, for money, and her masters were using her for this. And here, she's falling around Paul and Silas, following them around and proclaiming this and many it says many days we don't say specific amount of days but you imagine walking around trying to witness trying to share the gospel trying to go on your daily business this woman is following you around yelling this stuff out even though these men were coming it says here these men are the servant of the most high god will show unto us the way of salvation what it was true. They were there to show him salvation. But she, she's following him around. Finally, we see Paul. He says, sorry, my notes. Said in um, verse 18, And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he, ca- and he came out the same hour. Paul was being grieved after many days. This would be kind of getting frustrating. You can have patience so long, and he's becoming grieved. He's becoming grieved in his heart, and finally he rebukes the devil and he flees from her. We see verse 19. Her masters weren't very happy. Her masters were used her, and what that devil, that demon inside her used her for, for money. They used her to tell the fortune of, and to gain some money, to gain some, some moolah, if you want to say. Verse 19, And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them in the marketplace unto the, a marketplace unto the rulers. An unwanted miracle. We see that they find out, oh wait, this, this girl can't do what she used to be able to do. Not acting like she used to do. They probably heard, they might have heard Paul cast out the devil and find out their, their way of their, their money, how, how they're gaining some of their money is gone. What are we supposed to do? It says they caught up Saul and Paul and, Paul and Silas. 
They caught him up and they probably grabbed him and, and, and took him to the marketplace. It doesn't say how, how rough or anything like that, but I can see them, them coming up to him and it would have been multiple. It says, Masters, he grabbed him, grabbed him by the arms and just taking him with a purpose, almost dragging them by their feet, dragging him to the marketplace where the ruler sat to complain in front of them. An unwanted miracle. Verse 20 through 24, I see an unmerited punishment. Verse 20. And brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Oh, sorry. You, you notice they didn't mention why they brought them there. They didn't mention that their, their, their cause for money was gone. It says here, they, they, they blame the gospel, they blame what they're doing. These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither do observe, being Romans. You know, when you're, when you're sharing the gospel, when we share the gospel, there's not always going to be people that receive it. Praise the Lord for the people that receive it. But there's always going to be people like this that, that don't want it, that have a hardened heart, and they don't desire this. They don't desire the gospel. We're continue reading. The multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. I can just see them explaining what happened. And the multitude's like, rose up all this, this multitude of people. When it says multitude... That's not a small little group of gathering. It's a lot of people. They all rise up against them. And you can, the magistrates, the rulers, they probably ripped off their clothes in anger, like, go and beat them. Go and beat them. What did they do? Shared the gospel. They did nothing wrong, but in the eyes of these people, they did. Verse 23. When they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who having received such a charge, thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. See, I've had a whooping. See, there's a difference between a whooping and a whipping. I've had a whooping in my life by my parents. It's not fun to be whooped. I remember my mom used always a wooden spoon. That was bad. That, that was painful. I'm thankful for the discipline because that helped make the man who I am nowadays. And I'm thankful for that. But it was always, it was always a scary moment when my mom said, we're going to wait until dad gets home. Because I knew what was coming up. I knew it was going to be a belt. It wasn't going to be this wooden spoon. That felt, that felt pretty good compared to a belt. But I remember, and you know what the worst part is? Waiting for him to get home. That was, that was the worst part. Hearing my mom say, I've never been whipped. No, my mom didn't say that. I said, I've never been whipped, but I've been whipped before. I remember the first time as a kid, my dad had me choose my own spanking. My own spanking stick. Man, what a day. We were, we were on deputation and we stopped along the road. I, I don't remember what I did, but I remember this directly. He said, you're going to go out there. We stopped by trees. You pick your own stick. I, I thought I was smart in it. I picked 
the longest and the thinnest stick I could find. <laughs> Man, I, that was a big mistake. Those have experienced that? Yes, it's a bad mistake. I thought, it's, it's, it's long, it's thin, it's not going to hurt. Uh, if you grab a thick stick, it's going to hurt more. Oh, I was wrong. Because you think, you see, that type, of, that type of stick, thin, easily whippable almost, when you get hit by that, it leaves a mark. And it tends to wrap a bit. And it hurts. These men, Paul and Silas, they were whipped. They, they were brought before the magistrates. What did they do wrong? They shared the gospel. They did what the Lord told them to do. What the Lord has told each, each, each of us to do. But like I said, not everybody likes what we say. Those men didn't like what they were saying. So they're brought and they're whipped. You know, whip, I've been hit by a whip once by my brother. It was my older brother. He, he, we were playing and he whipped me on the leg. It hurts. But you imagine being tied up, almost having a post and having your arms tied up above your head. What they would do is stretch out the skin so that it, may, it, it was taut. Tie up their hands where you can't do any. Tie up your legs where you can't move. Take that whip and whip you. The first hit didn't, was let, would, would, have left a, would have left a red mark. But after a while, the pain, the blood that would have been shed, the blood that would have been brought up from them being whipped... Here, verse 23. When they laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. We'll get to the point. We'll get to the the singing in the shadows. We know this story. Who, verse 24, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prisons, made their feet fast in the stocks. I didn't have time, but I I had everything to make a stock. I was, if I had time tonight, I was going to make some st- a stock and bring it here where they would have put their feet in stocks. It wasn't something easy. To, it wasn't something comfortable. It would have kept them from moving. It would have been almost like handcuffs, if you want to say, that we have nowadays. But you think, they were just whipped. Painful, bruises, sores all over them. They didn't, set, they didn't bring them into the prison and say, here you go, set a pillow on the ground. Set pillows against the wall, wherever this is, and put their feet in, in this nice padding little wooden stock. It's not what they did. Unmerited punishment, what the pain they suffered. They, they had just been whipped, and they sat on this rocky, rocky prison floor, and they would have put their, their feet in the stocks that would have been locked in place. You think this, these things, a lot of times what they would have done is they would have put their hands in stocks as well. Paul had experienced that before. But they would put their feet in stocks. They would have been sitting and, or laying down and they would have sores all over them. They have, they have whip marks all over them. They would have had open gashes maybe all over them. For what? For sharing the Gospel. For doing what the Lord told them to do. There might be some painful things we go through. There might be those valleys that we go through. 
maybe some hardships, mainly the death of loved ones, maybe, maybe other things. And we're like, Lord, why? Why? We're going to finish off with this verse, but Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for good for, to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. It's not saying that in a, in a Christian's life they'll be all good. It's not saying in a Christian's life if we're serving God that it will be all, all good things. It's saying that the Lord will use things that happen in your life for good. Here, unmerited punishment. We see them. They're put in the prison cell. A lot of prisoners around them. Uncomfortable. Thankfully, I've never been in prison. But to think it would have been stone on the ground, floor, walls, dark. Verse 25. There's an unusual response. An unusual response. Let's read verse 25. They just, just, just have this in mind. They had just been whipped. They had just put in the foot, feet socks as I just said, right? Uncomfortable. Disp- as, as, as people, we want to despair in those type of situations. Verse 25. And at midnight... Paul and Silas cried, whined, complained. No. What did it say? Prayed and what? Sang praises. Unto God. And what? The prisoners heard them. It wasn't this just... Praying under, their, praying under their breath. Singing under their breath. Not this quiet. You think this prison would have been quite big. It would have been a small prison. The times that you look in Paul's past, he had a lot of things he could have been sad about. A lot of things he could have been dejected about that he could have been then have cried over and you know what the devil loves in our flesh loves to see these little thoughts in our mind right. when we're in this shadowy point when we're in this hardship he likes to he likes to put these seeds in your mind right. you read i read very quick the previous chapter paul and barnabas had traveled together they had been ordained together they had they had gone and started churches together but they came to a point where verse 40, 36 of the last chapter, you, you can read there, it says, In some days after Paul, uh, um, after Paul said unto Barabbas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we had preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. So Barnabas took Mark, sailed unto Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas, and departed, being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. They just had this contention so sharp, this argument so sharp that they separated ways. They just spent years probably together, traveling. 
Next chapter we read, there's, there, in that dark place, in that prison cell, in pain and in the stocks, in this darkness, there was a lot of things he could have complained about. A lot of things that could have gone through his mind and regret about. He'd been through a lot of pain. He'd been through a lot of persecution. Devil could have sown this thought of the times that he persecuted the believers. The times that he caused, he, he killed all these believers that the pe- he, he threw into prison these, these, the same place where he's now. Probably not the same prison, but the place where he's in now. He, the, Lord, the devil could have sown these things into his mind. They, could, they had all reason to be sad. They had every reason to sit there and cry. To sit there and to be, to, be, to be mourning and sit there and feel regret. But you know what they did? They prayed and sang praises unto the God. You know, sometimes in our shadows, in the shadowy moments, in the valleys, sometimes we, there's, there is a time for grieving. There is a time for grieving. But sometimes we, there is a time for sadness. But sometimes we allow that to go a lot farther than we should. Sometimes we allow these things in our life a lot longer than we should. I find when I'm sad, when I'm down, when I, I don't feel loved, I just I, you know what you know what a lot of times helps me praying unto my Lord. Because why? He always loves me. No matter who here loves me on this earth, no matter who in this church loves me, I know my wife loves me. Sometimes I don't deserve that love. Sometimes I, I do a lot to her and, and I... Husband things. Amen. Thank you, yeah. But praying unto our Lord because He desires to hear from you. Right. He loves you. Amen. You know what a lot of times else helps after praying? Listening to music. Singing unto my Lord. Singing praises unto Him. Bringing praises unto Him. These men had all reason, every reason, to just sit there and be sad and, and feel sorry for themselves. But they, they, they sang and prayed to, to the point where the prisoners, all the prisoners, heard them. And we later see that the jailer would have heard them too. An unusual response. You know, when we're in those times, we can trust in the Lord. Because we'll see they didn't just stay in that prison. It says, and I love this, I have this memorized in Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understandings. Verse 6, In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We have someone we can put our trust into. We have someone that in those times we can, we can put our, our burdens on Him and He hears us. 
We, in those times that He desires to hear on us, and He said He'll carry our burdens. He's right there by us. Paul and Silas were alone in the prison, not just prisoners, but they weren't alone there. The Lord was standing by them. Hearing the praises, hearing, hearing the prayers. Verse 26. There's an unexpected release. Verse 26, let's read. Now, after they'd sung praises and all that, and said, verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. The Lord did a mighty thing there. Imagine this. Them all just, all the prisoners just minding their own business. Paul and Silas there in pain, singing and praying unto their Lord. And suddenly, it says suddenly, it wasn't this thing that gradually started. Suddenly, there was an earthquake. I've been in a tremor of an earthquake. When we were in Russia, the first couple of years we were there, we were sitting down for a dinner. We felt like it was kind of swaying and we saw the light going like this. Nothing like what they would have gone through. Who here has been in an earthquake? Has someone in Washington? Yeah, you've been in an earthquake? Been in an earthquake? It's not, it's kind of scary. These men were in a closed box. A stone closed box. Where earthquakes started. And it wasn't just some ordinary earthquake. It, it shook to the foundations of the prison. So that so, it's not right grammar, but I'll say it. So that so, <laughs> the doors opened. These doors would have had a key to unlock them. A lot of time at that time, it would have been one key to unlock all the things. But you can't just go up there and shake as hard as you can and suddenly the door will open. These stocks that there would have been, it would have been a wooden stock with probably a padlock on it. It would have taken a key to open that or a really really sharp axe, which if you did that, has a chance of cutting your leg. Don't try that. But here, this earthquake came. And it opened all the jail cells. And it opened all, it opened the stocks, it opened, it released them all from their bounds, from their binds, and from these stocks and these chains. It released them from that. An unexpected release. That was the Lord working. You know, it wasn't just for Paul and Silas, as we'll see. The Lord used this because there was a man there, a jailer, that needed the Lord. Next point I see. An unnerved jailer. Let's look real quick. Let's read. Verse 27 through 28. It says, And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out of his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. He was sleeping. How he was sleeping, I don't know. Because if an earthquake came, that kind of wake you up. It's a bit of jarring wake up right there. But here we see an unnerved jailer. Like I said, this, this earthquake wasn't just to uh, free Paul and Silas. There was a jailer there. We don't know his name. 
that needed the Lord. It says here, And the keeper of the prison, awakened out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Just for you know, back then, in the Roman times, the jailer was responsible for all the prisoners that were in there. If one escaped, the life of the jailer, of the prison keeper, was forfeited. If one escaped, he would have been killed. You think all of the prisoners escaped? The panic he would have felt. That's why it says he woke up and he saw the doors open. He drew his sword and would have killed himself. He would probably say, it's better for me to kill myself than go through the disappointment of, of my boss and go, go through there where they would have killed me. And He drew his sword to kill himself. Verse 28. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we all hear. This man needed the Lord. Lastly, see an unbelievable outcome. Singing in the shadows. You know, like I said, we all go through these times. Maybe we're in this time right now. Like I said, there's a time for grieving. But there's also a time where we, 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 we praise the Lord for us getting through us. And he, He'll bring you through that. He brought Paul and Silas through that point. He, they were in the jail. They were in pain. They still were in pain. But the Lord brought them through that point. If you're in that time right now, take faith. Because the Lord will bring you through that point. I, I love this saying. I, I don't remember. It's in my other Bible. I, I think it was in, in um, Oklahoma last, it was two years ago, a year and a half, year ago. And it wasn't this year's Hope Conference, but it was last year. It was a brother that preached. He said something. I love this. When you can't see through your windshield, look through your rear mirror. Why? Because there's times when we, we're in a dark place. We can't see forward. But when you look through your rearview mirror and you see all how the Lord's brought you out of that, the Lord, you see how the Lord has, has taken care of you and you see the time back and how He's blessed you, how He's, how He's, how He's encouraged you, sometimes that gives us courage to go forward. An unbelievable outcome. You know, sometimes we don't know I believe it was a purpose for Paul and Silas to be in that jail. They had suffered. And don't, get me, don't get me wrong. They had suffered. But there was a purpose for them to be there. They might have not seen it in the time that they were in pain. It's time that they were in that jail. Time that they were sing, sitting there and praying and singing. They, they, they probably didn't see the time what the Lord had for them. But the Lord put them in that place for a certain reason. The jailer needed the Lord. In our, in our times, it's in the valley, 
in, in the hardships, in the times where it's dark. Maybe there's someone as a jailer was in that prison that needs to hear about the Lord. Maybe there's someone that will see your testimony, how you take that, how you get through that. Maybe someone will see that and, and, and maybe grow kind of interested. But read here. Let's finish this. Verse 29. Then he called for a light. This is a jailer. And sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. He came and he, he called for a light. Give me a light. Give me a light. And he ran in. Trembling, shaking. Fell down at Paul and Silas's feet. Trembling. Fell down before them. You know what I can see? I can see Paul bending down and grabbing him by the arm. Lifting him up. And the jailer brought them out. He asked them, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to, to have this God that, that, you, that, you are have, that you have? What must I just saw the impossible? How the Lord used this earthquake came and all the doors opened and all these, all our, every person that was bound was set free. What must I do to have that? What must I do to be saved? He would have heard the prayers. He would have heard the saying. Verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord to all that were in his house. And he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and were baptized, he and all his straightway. When he had brought them into the house, he, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Singing in the shadows, we saw unwanted miracle, unmerited punishment, unusual response, unexpected release, unerved, unnerved jailer, an unbelievable outcome. You know, I tell you a quick story. Not where I work, funeral home. We see a lot of death. We see death every single day. It can be very hard. Some days we, I, I know that we come into work and it's just, it's heavy sometimes, it can be heavy. There's this one time sitting at lunch and my boss, and at that time, I have other boss now, but at that time the funeral director there, he, we're sitting down for lunch and it's nothing for me. This is no praise for me, but this is praise for my Lord Jesus Christ. He asked me, he was like, Josh, we all go through troubles. We come here and we're, we're sad and we, we, we have some hard times and we've, we've been through some hard times in your life. And he's like, you always seem like you have nothing going on, nothing wrong. You're coming with a smile. You, you won't get the smile off your face. Seems like you have everything perfect. I said, I go through troubles. But there's one key thing here someone I have in my life someone I have my Savior Jesus Christ it allows me to get through day by day have a smile on my face 
the Lord used me to be an example to, to my coworkers. And, and I've, as funeral, as working at funeral work, there's a lot of times you're just sitting or standing together. I have some really good talks with some of my coworkers. I've been able to be a witness. I've shared some of my hard times with them in the times, the times that with things I've been through. And I pray that, that the Lord use that. I want to finish with this word first. Turn to Romans chapter 8. I, I quoted it, but Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Finish with this. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. You know, Paul and Silas were called according to God's purpose. The Lord had called them. There had been a lot of good in their life. How you can put this to their life. The Lord used their time in prison. The Lord used their pain. The Lord used their prayers and singing. The Lord used this earthquake to turn what was a horrible situation to something that glorified the Lord. To something that, that, that God could use. Use this horrible situation that none of us would want to be in. And He turned it for His glory. Someone, a man, and, and his house were saved. Served the Lord. Lived serving the Lord. We don't know anything past this. Singing in the shadows. Sometimes we need to sing and praise our Lord and pray and glorify our Lord. It's good to do it. It's good to do it in our Bible, Bible reading where nobody can hear us. It's always good to do that. If you won't do it there, you won't do it anywhere else. But it's also good to do that around other people. I'm not saying go and tell everybody everything you're going through. But seek the Lord on that. Because the Lord might use what you're going through for His glory. The Lord might use something that you're going through or have gone through or think about this maybe in the future you're going to go through. The Lord might use that for His glory. Let's pray.